Clubroom Backstage. Anja Schneider is talking to Floyd Levine from South Africa, one of the most outstanding DJs in Afro House and mastermind behind the label Rise. Little trinkles of people coming in after the World Cup, it was like, boom, a whole lot more people. And then I was like, all right, I think this is a perfect time to kind of get back home. Cape Town was the perfect in-between bridge. And welcome to a new episode of Clubroom Backstage. And I'm really, really happy to have a wonderful guest here for today. Floyd Lavigne, one of the most impressive, outstanding DJ and producer in this genre, the so-called Afro House. Resident of Watergate Berlin and founder and mastermind of the well-established um, sound party and record label Rise Berlin. But that's not all. He had releases on labels like Get Physical, Watergate Records Connected, Mobile, just to name only a few. This man is super busy and I'm very happy that he found his way here to the studio. Hello, Floyd. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Anja. How are you today? Good. It's hot in Berlin, so... Feels like Africa, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are uh, from South Africa originally, so you must used to this heat. So, is this you feel home now during I the days? I feel kind of home. I feel <laughs> kind of home. I feel everybody's uh, slower right now. I can all catch up. Which is good sometimes yeah. in Berlin. We yeah, need some good. slow slow time. <laughs> so, how uh, were your last months, weeks? So, how did you survive Ooh. in this crisis? <laughs> wow, it's been a crazy crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my mood has been up and down. Mm -hmm. I've had moments where I'm super excited. I feel like, wow, this is a new time. And then I've been super anxious. I, mm -hmm. I would say that. I wouldn't say depressed, but more anxious. Not knowing, not being in control of my own output, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. my work-wise. So that's mm -hmm. that's that makes you a bit anxious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been lucky that, of course, I'm living in a in a beautiful place like Berlin and in a country that is like Germany, that I feel like, you know, there's some sort of, not normality, but some sort of structure. Mm -hmm. But overall, up and down. Mm -hmm. You know, my mood is up and down. <laughs> I don't know how to, to, to control or describe it. How was your creativity during this time? What is, was it the <laughs> same or was it good? Or Because most of the people, they were using the free time to spend a lot of time in the studio. Yeah, my creativity has been... To be fair, in the beginning, it was um, it was flowing because when I'm unsure and uncertain, I feel like I can always go back to creating. That's some space where I can have some form of, um, I wouldn't say control, but uh, expression. Mm -hmm. So I use that moment to, to, to write new material, which I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be different. It's going to describe the time that I, I'm, I was in. And I'm excited about it. I feel like that's pretty much some of my best work that mm -hmm. I've done. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that. It feels that it's uh, that is what uh, this COVID-19 has given me. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the point. I, I have the feeling that the music which is going to be released is going to be different because yeah. we are normally producing music, can test it directly. We get inspired from our club gigs, from yeah. our traveling. And this is now all gone. Yeah. So uh, I'm really uh, curious what kind of music is going to be released. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also... Do you think the music will change after this? Maybe some somehow <laughs> music, music, not the scene, the music. I think, I think yeah, because I, I, I agree with you. Because every time I'm, I make my music for the dance floor. You know, I'm, I'm really enjoy seeing, you know, creating a track and going straight to the dance floor and being like, okay, all right, or oh, did that work? Did that certain part work? Or oh, that didn't work? So I mm -hmm. run back and kind of change it. That for me is the exciting. But you know, 
I make a track to be like, oh, does that breakdown really work? Sometimes, you know, you're creating a track just for a specific moment in the song. And so now it's more like, let's go back to our imagination. How will I imagine the dance floor to be like, you know, mm -hmm. or what the new sound is going to be like? I think that's more exciting. What is the new sound? What is it going to be like? I feel like 2020, the beginning of a new decade, what, you know, it's a merging of the old sound and the new space, you know? So that is where I'm like, what can it be? And that's what's exciting. So I'm like, all right, let's go back to the, let's go back to the studio and create that. What is it? You know? Super. I'm excited about this. But uh, you remember what was your last gig before all this happened? Yeah, I remember it very well. I was in Cape Town. Oh. And I remember because I was, um, it was a festival when the whole world was shutting down. So it kind of felt like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And I could hear people going like, no, this place is shutting down. We were one of the last few countries to shut down. So mm -hmm. it was like, it was coming. And I was thinking, no, it's not going to come to us. It's too far away. I don't even know why I was thinking that. But then the last gig was in Cape Town it was a festival called... Um, What was that festival? Oh my God, well, I forgot the name. Yeah, no, it feels like ages away, the, the, the time when we were like playing. Ages ago. Uh, but yeah, um, it was a really good festival. And um, when we were closing, actually what happened was they also had a scare of the coronavirus. So it was this, it felt like dystopian time. There was a storm happening, was playing, and, and it was like, you know, dusty storm, <laughs> coronavirus is in the air. People are dancing their last dance and... Uh, And it was a perfect time to play some disco records. I was like, <laughs> I was like this is, you know, the this apocalypse. is a perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kind of create this soup of like, you know, people like, yeah, I felt that would be, that was a perfect time. It was, um, yeah, I remember that. Was it easy for you to fly then back to Europe from no. during this time? Because they shut everything down. No, they shut everything down. And it shut like within a matter of like days, I think like three days. Mm -hmm. And um, And when it shut down, I was like, oh man, how am I going to get back? You know, for the, in the beginning, I was like, okay, let me stay with my family because also I'm, it's my home, South yeah. Africa. So I was like, okay, I want to stay with my family. Everyone was saying like maybe a month. That's what the, the airlines were saying, like maybe three mm -hmm. weeks. So I was like, okay, perfect. You know, I'll stay at home, enjoy time with my family. Yeah, which is good. And because we had yesterday a friend here, um, Robbie Akbal, in the studio and he was stuck in Thailand and he yeah, was stuck yeah, for five months. But actually he told us it was a nice uh time because they had like amazing time and yeah. villas and he could produce and it was a good time for him but um going back to africa i'm not sure i read that you were born uh, in a township close to johannesburg is this true yeah true i was born in a township close to johannesburg i mean when you when you live in south africa um or if you don't live in south africa johannesburg is a very Is a distinct point so being close i would say like about 200 kilometers mm -hmm. away from johannesburg but it's up in the northern part mm -hmm. and um but yeah i predominantly grew up in like you know johannesburg kind of area and um yeah when was that i couldn't find your age and your, your year of the birth <laughs> you were hiding it oh yeah no no i was born in the 80s so i was born oh. in 83 and um During that time, if anybody knows in South Africa, it was yeah. during the apartheid time. So it was a it was a different time. It was uh, South Africa is a very young country in mm -hmm. general. It's I mean it's the democracy of South Africa was in like in '94. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's it. I remember this. I have to tell you, my first trip, my first big uh, travel was to South Africa in '95. Oh wow! Yes, it was quite 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 a long time ago, and I was going to Cape Town, and I rented a car, and I was driving. 5,000 yeah. kilometer to Cape Town. And I've been to amazing towns. 
and saw amazing landscapes. So I was really, really early and yeah. I felt this energy and it was for me one of the most impressive trips ever. So, and of course, a lot of things changed yeah, until that's then. A, that's, that was just at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you felt this changing? Was it easy for you because you were a kid? And I think when you're a kid, it's easy, but of course you are able to sense um, that there's a big change happening. Mm-hmm. You're able to sense that um, a new beginning is happening. So there's, but yeah, of course you, I, th- I think I can actually describe it just like the same as when the Berlin Wall fell down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same because mm-hmm. you, you automatically, you're having people from the same space, but living two totally two different worlds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. I live in the same earth, the same space but we're not from the same place. Mm-hmm. So you have that excitement. You have that people, some people are scared. Some people have got mm-hmm. fear. Some people are excited. Mm-hmm. Some people embrace the change. Mm-hmm. So you get all these emotions happening, but it was a perfect time for, I mean, to create new music again, because mm-hmm. there were new genres of music that happened during that time to yeah. celebrate that moment. Mm-hmm. Were a lot of people celebrate? Could you feel this? There yeah, was a, a different course. energy probably. Hmm? Definitely. I mean, the celebration was more like, you know, the liberation, whether it be symbolic, Mm. but there was a lot of, uh, yeah, there was a lot of celebration. I Mm. mean, during that time, there was a lot of celebration. Actually, house music became prominent during that time. Mm. Uh, Quieto became prominent during the time, Mm. which is a combination of house music slowed down Mm -hmm. to to, to, to get into like, you know, your vocals on top of it. You know, in South Africa, we have this thing where people, when you're playing like a house record, people will just create their own like lyrics, you know, like going down Mm -hmm. to it. They're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden someone's like, okay, get an MC on top of that, you know? So Mm -hmm. then someone starts singing on top and then, and then the DJ will slow down to a 33 speed and all of a sudden you got this genre, Mm -hmm. you know, based on the four to four. So that was that time because we're celebrating you know, the liberation, all that, and everything came together. Mm-hmm. And there was a big chance, I mean, especially for yeah. you as a as a Yeah, of course, getting the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be here, in a way, you know, mm-hmm. because of that big change, now mm-hmm. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> this is true. I'm a direct um, effect of that change. But uh, still, I have to ask again, because when you said you were born in a township, for us as a Europeans, you know, when we're talking about townships, we have these pictures in mind. And yeah. How was it? Can you describe it? Was it really like... like? Yeah, sure. I can describe that for you. I mean, basically, it's like saying you're born in a suburb. Mm-hmm. I think to, to give uh, history and context to what the township is, is that it's pretty much a segregated area that was created by the, the government at the time, which was uh, pretty much an oppressive government that wanted to segregate human beings by, mm-hmm. apart from just color, they also segregated the, the, the local indigenous people by the the uh the kind of language and tribes mm-hmm. so as you know the old saying goes you know divide and conquer mm-hmm. you know so each area was created for that so mm-hmm. they kind of segregated everything and most of the township were basically suburbs that were feeding the major industrial cities mm-hmm. you okay, know yeah, yeah. so Got they it. were actually they mm-hmm. were created to be like you know low cost housing mm-hmm. in order to feed the uh, yeah, the, the the kind of the cities where, mm. uh, you know, let's say the European people kind of lived and the white people in South Africa lived. So, yeah, but inside those spaces, it's just another suburb. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, okay, yes, of course there is. When people think about uh, township, they only necessarily always think about like, you know, informal settlement, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, but of course there's houses, it's like mm-hmm. people in the township, there's economic situations. So there'll be like people with like massive houses and some people with like normal mm-hmm. working class, middle class, you know, 
and as it goes along. So, but the vibrancy was like, the township will be always be more vibrant than the suburbs. Mm, like this okay. is the main city suburb because mm. in the cities, people are always kind of skiddy, yeah. you know? But I remember back in the days when I came the first time, 95, everyone told me, don't go to Joburg, yeah. it's too dangerous. And we didn't. So we just parked a car there and we were just flying out. We never sp spent yeah. the night there. Is it still like this or was it like this? No, it's changed. No, I think that's the thing because, you know, uh, it depends on who you meet. If you mm. meet someone that's never lived in a township, they that's what I mean. Like they will give you a version of the fear. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. But actually, it's like a normal sub. It's like someone going to say, don't go to Noikern, you'll be scared. Yeah, yeah. You're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so imagine mm -hmm. someone, I don't know, from Charlottenburg, you meet someone from Charlottenburg and they go, they will never don't go to, go to Noikern. You're like, <laughs> when someone tells you don't go there, definitely go wherever they're telling you not to go. Because yeah, that's absolutely. the vibe. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's always the vibe. And you grow up with brothers and sisters? And yeah, I've got two older sisters. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm the young born. So oh. my sisters usually took care of me and that's, that's okay. how And what I... kind of music they were listening to <laughs> <laughs> back in the days where you grew up? Oh <laughs> man, I mean, my sisters were, were more, my older sister was more hip, you know, she knew what was, what was kicking down. She was a dancer, so, wow. so of course she was going to link me up with like, you know, dance music. Mm -hmm. But how you react your family uh, about your career? Because the little son moved out to, to make his yeah. way, what he did. Yeah. Did they ever come to your gigs? Did they listen to your music, what they're saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, in, in the beginning, I was really, um, I don't know, I was more shy or I don't know if I was embarrassed or I, didn't, I don't know what to think. Because, you know, my mother is, 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 let's say, she's conservative, mm -hmm. right? And I didn't know what she would think about it. So I waited, I think I waited for about, I don't know, maybe five, seven years. And a few years, let's say two years ago, mm -hmm. when I felt comfortable enough, I invited her to be like, okay, yes, this is what I do. You know, I invited her, actually it was a New Year's, it was a New Year's celebration. Mm -hmm. And I brought her over and yeah, it was amazing because my friends took care of her and she was really, really happy. And you could see that, you know, she finally sees what I'm actually doing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah, that was a special moment for me, actually. That's, that, that, that was like, you know, that was a big tick in the box. Wow, That cool. really made, yeah, that, that was really good. <laughs> Parents are never been happy that yeah. the, the child chooses yeah. to be a DJ. Yeah, no, never, <laughs> I remember know, I, this. I because, yeah, it was, I mean, straight after New Year's, I, I sent her home. <laughs> I was like, no, you, you brought can't her stay to here. Europe? Yeah, to, to my gig. Oh, cool. And then after the New Year's, I was like, okay. One minute, celebrate out because it's going to get dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I read something that you had some cousins and they gave you tapes with Lionel Richie and the Commodores and did disco parties oh, yeah. where, <laughs> where you had your first gig, actually. Is this true? Because you didn't have a club back in the day. Actually, the Commodores <laughs> was like, my grandmother had like, you know, back well, in the days we call it a gramophone, you know, I mean, they had a gramophone also had like, you know, with records, you know, and uh, we used to go to my grandmother's house and that's where all our cousins would come together and that's where the music would be kind of shared. So the Lionel Richie Commodores were like, you know, my, my pretty much from my mom's and my dad's and um, I always like, you know, easy Sunday morning, you know, those, those are the mm. things that we played on a Sunday afternoon and, you know, you had to clean the car and that yeah. music would blasting, you know, the speaker would be outside, you know what I mean? So that sunny days, Sunday newspaper, music going down, mm. food getting cooked. So those are the songs that re remind me of that specific, but yeah, 
I thought because I when you listen as when I listen to your music or to your sets, I can. I thought, okay, I can feel now the soul and the spirit with, yeah. from back in the days where he was growing up. Uh, and But then you started um, quite soon yeah. to, with your own music. You started first as a DJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I started first as... Before, I mean, at school, I, I kind of started like... Um, just dabbling a little bit into house music because, of course, as you were explaining, my cousin, my cousin introduced me to... to he gave me my first... Um, compilation which was uh, from a, uh, a big famous DJ now uh, called Oskido in South Africa mm -hmm. he's a radio mm -hmm. DJ who introduced like kind of the Africanism mm -hmm. style and I was just like you know picking up EJ like you know free loops and trying to figure it out what is mm -hmm. going on but yeah we started to throw parties and started to DJ oh wow yeah and then you know sl slowly you progress into like okay I wanna okay but this was way before they started uh, in Joburg the British of Music you yeah you know way this. before that no yeah. no way before that because I mean, I've been for them I've been I think five years ago I've been there and yeah uh, um, it's a great and, it's a great I like the initiative um yeah maybe you they invited you or they no and I mean like I know the guys um I, I know Valentino because, Valentino yeah yeah I know Valentino because I used to throw a lot of parties when I was in Cape Town mm -hmm. and we ended up meeting up because Actually, before, I used to have a space in Cape Town, and that's mm -hmm. how I met Valentino. I used to own, like, a coffee shop, and uh, it was a coffee shop, mm -hmm. but also it was, like, a working space. It also mm -hmm. had, like, a, it was kind of creative space. We used to use it, like, you know, we used to have movies, we'd have, like, a little bar, coffee shop, people mm -hmm. can come work, and all my mm -hmm. friends would hang out there. Mm -hmm. So it would be, like, a hangout space, and Valentino mm -hmm. started to work there mm -hmm. during, you know, during his time, and he made us doing some parties there. We used to throw some parties, and... and um, that's how I met Valentino and he told me that he was going to do the school. I was like, yeah, man, this sounds like a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've, I've been to the school. I've, I like the, I like the, the concept. The concept is amazing. It's Just to amazing. explain it to the listeners, the concept mm. of Bridges for Music is they're going actually with some artists from all over the world or even mm. from South Africa. They're going into townships, building schools there that kids can come, bringing them computers, yeah. showing them programs like Ableton and stuff. And actually with their music knowledge, but the kids already have there it was amazing to see the result when they yeah. can use the computers and this is what kind of music is coming out there wow it was blowing me away yes. and it's a really nice concept and of course they help even then to to help the kids from the townships to go to school not even music yeah. but it's a really really good concept and like throwing the parties. but why you move to cape town from Joburg. What, um, what is the difference between these two cities? I mean, everyone tells you something different, yeah, but I, I mean, would love different. to hear you. I guess because I, I mean, I, I lived from, from Johannesburg. I, I eventually went to live in London for a while. Mm -hmm. So oh. I lived in London for, for, for about like seven years. Wow. And, and then when I came back to South Africa, I don't know if you remember, there was a World Cup happening mm -hmm. in South Africa. The yes, first of course. Ever exactly. <laughs> of course. I wanted to come back, you know, I'm a diehard soccer fan. Okay, what is your football. favorite team? Sorry, I have to interrupt. <laughs> I stopped supporting teams and started supporting, I think because my team lost, so I stopped supporting teams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what you say when, you, when your team is not, not a good team. <laughs> no, I just love, and also, yeah, because eventually you, start, you lose the beauty of the, of, of the game. And then you've been back to the soccer, to the world soccer. Now, now, now I'm, get, I'm getting back slowly. Mm -hmm. I watch the highlights. Can't watch a full game. But did you play there during the soccer, yeah, I, the World Soccer? When the, when the World Cup was there? The World Cup, no, yeah. no. I just liked the vibe because I was like, okay, there's going to be That's so crazy, many people yeah. from everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let's get back. Let's go see South Africa. In, and I liked that. You know, it was, of course, it was the so first many time people, people came showcased. There. And after that, 
we had like such a massive change of how many people actually started to come to South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I it went remember. like, all of a sudden it was like, you know, little trinkles of people coming in after the World Cup. It was like, boom, mm-hmm. a whole lot more people. And then I was like, all right, I think this is a perfect time to kind of get back home. Mm-hmm. And after like, you know, seven years in, 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 in London, you're like, all right, this is going to be, and Cape Town was the perfect in between mm-hmm. bridge. That's the reason why. It's really why European, I huh? Yeah. That I felt when I was. I've been several times to Cape Town because since the first time I fell in love with South Africa. Yeah. And Cape Town is for me really European, and yeah. uh, I I don't know exactly the the difference between Joburg and Cape Town, but. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want to know the difference, I mean, Joburg is um is the New York of Africa. It's where you go to go make your name and go work. Mm-hmm. It's got a different energy. I mean, now that I'm, now that I have given it time and space, I love Joburg more. Mm-hmm. It's the heart and soul. It's innovative. Mm-hmm. It's it's a true African metropolis. You know, that's what it's about. So, if you really want to experience South Africa and Africa at a very high end metropolis, uh, mm-hmm. innovative, that's mm-hmm. where you go to. If you want to go on holiday. You go to Cape Town. So I think I was just, I just wanted a holiday vibe <laughs> while being in, while being home. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I mean? after seven years in London, yeah. you are ready for some sun again yeah. and some beach vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like, not Joburg. <laughs> But why you decided um, to go to London and how was your family reacting on this? And it was, it's quite far away. Yeah, it is quite far away. But I mean, imagine being born in one place and living there yeah. forever. Um, I didn't, I have always had this I want to go somewhere, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and, yeah. and because during that time, it was, um, we had like this, we were given this visa, you could get a visa for two years, mm-hmm. go work. And I was like, and I had friends that have been there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's go try it out. Mm-hmm. Let's go open my, open your mind and, uh, and, and explore. You know, you're either scared or excited or you just want to, you know, those are the two feelings that you can have in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was Absolutely. like, oh, I'm curious about it. What's happening over there? Mm-hmm. And, and And London was... Yeah, it was good. It's crazy. It's scary. But you started music production directly in London, no? Yeah, I started wow. there. And was it expensive for you? Because for me, to live, to afford a life in London, I mean, all these young students from all over the world yeah. go first to London and I'm always like, wow, this is a really <laughs> tough life, no? because they have all three or four <laughs> jobs for, for make this their dream yeah. Yeah. come true. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're young and stupid and you've got lots of courage, that's the place you go, you know? I, I, don't th- I didn't think about it in that way. I was like, this is going to be super exciting. Mm-hmm. You, you live with your friends and you, you know, you have pasta. You, and You can party you, all the you time. Can, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you got pasta, you can work in a bar and you're like, okay, we stay on top of the bar. You know, those things, like, mm-hmm. it was that kind of like, okay, let's go. And then, of course, then you start to realize, wow, there's like Ministry of Sound. You're like, what is this? Then you go through the rabbit hole, you're like, then there's, yeah. wow, this fabric. Oh my God, what is, you know? Then you also start to listen. Then I started to listen to music from you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Then you go further and further in. You're like, this is crazy. So yeah, of course, if I didn't do that step, I wouldn't be like, again, I wouldn't be sitting here mm-hmm. and, and having this conversation. <laughs> But do you remember which was the first club you've been in London? Yeah, I remember. I mean, the first club that blew, my, blew me away was Ministry of Sound. Yeah. I mean, it was Eric Marillo playing. It was that time. It was like 2008, 2006. Eric Marillo was just doing his eight-hour sets. And I was like, 
what is this? And then all of a sudden there was Louis Vega on the other yeah. side. I was like holding the baby. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, this is golden uh, times of Mr. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And yeah. And then this crazy after party places what they had back what, in the day. So then all of a sudden you're like, okay. Someone's like, let's go to this place. Someone is playing. I'm like, wait. It's like, no, it's a Sunday. Let's go. I'm like, Sunday. Oh, what? There's people saying. Then there was Ricardo Villalobos yeah. at Fabric. You're like, what is now? What music is this? Wow. <laughs> and then, you know, so from, from, from being an African child to, to come into those spaces mm -hmm. and exploring and going through this rabbit hole. And, the rabbit you know, hole was... It, yeah. <laughs> that's, I remember. That, that was, yeah. But did you play in London also? Did you have your first gig there? Or yeah, I had my first gig in London. Yeah. And? I had, a, I think I remember having a gig at a, at a bar and, and uh, my girlfriend and my friends at the time were like a duo And we both ready, we dressed up, we were like, yeah, this is gonna be it. This is cool, like girlfriends, they were gonna be in the front row. We're getting in, putting our music on. There were the only two people there, like, all right, we were like playing, like, there's like a hundred thousand yeah, people, yeah. you know, me and my friend, like high-fiving each other, like, yeah. <laughs> That felt like, you know what I mean? It, it was actually a bar right next to the fabric, you know, we're like, As long as you can feel it's right there. It's know? amazing, yeah. <laughs> We did it, you know. So wow. Was, yeah. This is, yeah, amazing. And But then you moved back to Cape Town and mm. then from Cape Town to Berlin. Yeah. Let's say this was a hard crush from the beach vibe back to <laughs> Berlin, cold, dark techno city. Yeah. Why Berlin? Um, I think because I also feel like it's a natural progression. Mm. Um, to be fair, there was a lot of, factors that played into Berlin. And firstly, I didn't know why I never came here mm -hmm. when I was living in London. Mm -hmm. I think you you know as well, the UK crowd is more like uh, London than Ibiza. Mm -hmm. You know, that was like the natural thing. So it was like, oh, I want to go check out Ibiza. Mm -hmm. And never knew that Berlin is such a hidden, global is a hidden, it's a, it's a mystery to a mm -hmm. lot of people. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows unless mm -hmm. you come here. You know, you don't have this, no one can explain to that. I think, Even Berlin calling is just like, it looks so weird when you see it, you don't know what's going on in the context. You're like, what is, the, what is going on here? Do you know what I mean? So you don't But really understand. This could be real. <laughs> yeah, this could be real. Is this a fantasy, what they're talking about? <laughs> so Berlin had this mystique. It had this, um, it had this, uh, I don't know. It's like, it, it was, it was mysterious. Mm -hmm. And then when I was, again, after the World Cup, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of German people started to come uh, to Cape Town. And I started having a lot of German friends and mm -hmm. most of them were coming from Berlin. Mm -hmm. And that they, they started to kind of feed this, uh, this interest. And I was like, they're like, man, your music will, will work well in Berlin. I'm like, what? They were like, you know, come check it out. You know, it will work well. And then I was like, I have to go check out the city. Mm -hmm. And I came, I think it was 2013 for the first time. It was a summer like this. And I was like, this place is crazy. It's and beautiful. And November came. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first place I was like, that's my friend. But did you had a, I mean, when you came to Berlin and <clears throat> you said it by yourself, I mean, for me, it's, it's really, really, I'm supporting this 100%. I'm so happy because you brought this special music here to Berlin. Berlin is always known as like a, you know, dark, cold yeah. techno city. We were the first ones, which, you know, yeah. not really true, but yeah. could be. So, and your music is completely different. We were all still in this um, minimal hype and yeah. then suddenly you came with your music and you started your party yeah. rise. And yeah. I've been to the first ones also... And I was like, oh, what's that? You know, it was kind of a Jazzanova vibe, but yeah. in a club and with 
cool people. <laughs> I was like, what's this? <laughs> so yeah. how, how was this all started? Uh, man, that has been, in, in a weird way, it's been a very special organic um, feel. I think what really helped was having, I, I've, I've been doing parties in South Africa and I brought quite a few of the, the Watergate guys and I started mm -hmm. to have a connection with that. I really, I really love the club. I really love how they, in the beginning, they gave us a chance, you know, mm -hmm. from Marco Risman to, 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 to the guys, to Robin and everyone. Robin. And it felt like a really family affair. Mm -hmm. And they, it felt like they were, they were honest people mm -hmm. and uh, they wanted to try something new. Mm -hmm. And they were willing to do that. And they, they came together and, and also had different friends. So it was like the hyena was a, a, a friend that I had booked previously mm -hmm. uh, in South Africa. And, um, and Robin had brought him over to South Africa to really see it, mm -hmm. to really see South Africa and really, and really feel. And he was like, you know, he was like, look, it will be really interesting if, you know, you guys kind of created this vibe. There, there mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. kind of a community here, but they haven't done it in a format that is like what mm -hmm. we used to in a club mm -hmm. and this whole feel. And, and I think, again, it was the right timing. So time. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. timing is such an important thing because mm -hmm. even though things have been there before, if you come with the right energy, mm -hmm. the right timing, the right support, mm -hmm. and, um, and if all those things fit together and, and everything is ready, it really makes a big impact. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And I think we were just at that right space. And it made sense globally because even without us knowing it at the time, everything was, was happening around, you know. Mm -hmm coffee was becoming very big at that time yeah. as well and then you know around that it was just like uh, you know the world's music was just changing mm -hmm. and it's slowly changing because we're also getting to the end of the decade yeah absolutely you know? and we were ready for this we, yeah. we were too long in this minimal and, yeah. and heavy techno and we, we we missed this here in Berlin we yeah. didn't have it and I remember it was Robin actually he called me and said hey Anya we have a new party hey, come over and I yeah. was like mm, not sure <laughs> you have to come over and uh, he invited me this was I don't know four years ago when it was at Sage Beach and yes. it was open air I know it's just a long time ago I, I get shocked for like It's so long already yeah. and it's so, and I'm so happy for them. I think they did the right move and started with you yeah. and this amazing party. But how is your relationship to coffee? You know each other from? No, I mean, to be, to be fair, uh, when you're back home, uh, coffee is such a mega star and yeah. people don't realize it's not like, yeah, of course in Europe you think like, you know, I mean, he's proven himself again through like, you know, going like, for us, it wasn't a surprise that he's going to be like that. Mm -hmm. I think to the rest of the, to the rest of the world, They're surprised that coffee, yeah, coffee is like, in South Africa, he's like, he fills up stadiums. He does 80,000 people. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. a mega star. No he's a mega mm -hmm. superstar. Mm -hmm. You know, he's that big. Mm -hmm. And then for him to be like that globally, it's like, yeah, we, we already knew that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, of course, we have, a, we have a cordial professional relationship. Okay. I'm not his best friend. <laughs> I get a, if I say hello, I'll get a hello back. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Okay, that's, this typical thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. But um, what was your first record what you released? Yeah, the first the first record I released, actually, after school, it was, um, we, we started, with me and a friend of mine, uh, Quentin, we started a, a group together and um, we started our own little uh, label because we were trying to release records, but uh, it was super difficult. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, let's, you know, we went to school to kind of learn how to, to do this. And we just like, mm -hmm. let's start our own label. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was in the, it was about 2009. And uh, we're like, okay, we can try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that's when we released our first one. But then as a solo person, I released my first one from um, 
with a guy called Alex Arno. I don't know if yeah, you know. Yes, of course. I love Alex so much. He is from France, huh? Yeah, no, 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 not Alex Arno from France. Alex Arno is from. Um, oh. You're talking about Alex. Arno, yeah, yeah. I get confused. Yes, you're talking about Alex the. Um, What's his name from France? Yeah. Okay, but it was a different one. I so he's from the, the UK. He did he, he did some stuff with Maya J. Coles. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, so he does a, a label called Dogmatic. Yes, of course. Yes. Now I'm, yes, I yes. got it. Who is That's the Alex I'm talking about. So yeah. I released my first ever record with him in 2011. Mm. Uh, the And then solo. suddenly, boom. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say suddenly boom, but it's like yeah. But it is. I, I see. I mean, there, uh, I mean, I said only four labels were you released, but it was yes. quite quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's been tough. Of course, like you know, the thing is, is like learning how to navigate the the world of um, of electronic music is such a different scene. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you're moving from country to country, mm -hmm. and also being in South Africa, you have such a different influences. Mm -hmm. And then I think coming to Berlin really helped a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and being associated, you know, with like, you know, the Watergate guys that really helped me a lot. Mm. And uh, being here as well, I think that was also the major part of moving to Berlin yeah. is, to be, is to be around my favorite heroes mm -hmm. and heroines and also being around um, uh, the industry that I really like, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to be in the same, can go for a coffee, can meet up mm -hmm. and we can do things like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But um, did you play somewhere in Berlin beside of Watergate? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was really good. I mean, I've played like you know about blank. I loved. I played for my friend. Um, yes, Homopedic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that party. Super. Yeah, you really know, cool. Francesco was amazing. He actually really helped me a lot when I first came here. Mm -hmm. It was a special party. <laughs> yeah, Homopedic. So played about blank, and uh, I've played uh, what's Vina Renata as well. Did you play Berghain? Because yeah, I read I it, Bergheim and I was like, well. oh, well, how was that? Yeah. <laughs> I played Bergen as well. The first time I did it for, because I did some records for uh, uh, Upon You. Yes, and, and they had the Upon You night. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last time I played now was uh, for uh, CTM, a real live the festival. Yes, and, uh, uh, and, and so close, good. Yeah, it's really, they're really innovative and, mm -hmm. and CTM is really cool. I like that as well. And Did uh, you play different music there? Um, no, it sounds always so experimental and I, yeah. I have always the feeling if I get booked on this, you know, so high uh, nominated festivals, I'm yeah. always getting like a little bit nervous yeah. and, and try to be special and sometimes it's, it's better not to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I understand what you mean. I feel like you always have that set in you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You always have yes. those records mm -hmm. and you know Clap. they're going to work. And then you also have, I feel like I feel more free when I'm there. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah, I feel. I think I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to play. Like, you want to play. You know, of course, you're not gonna play. Like, yeah, because you, like, people are, You feel like people are watching you. With yes, that always. Eye. I hate it. <laughs> But actually, also now, I mean, to say it, it's so funny because I just thought about it. Uh, you always have these records, you know. Yeah. But since now, since five months. Five months, I don't have this records and this yeah. playlist. No? Yeah. And now when I played one gig in Zurich back yeah. two weeks ago and yeah. I was completely confused because I yeah. didn't want to go in this old. I was like preparing everything new okay. and I start from scratch what is working <laughs> now, which is quite interesting feeling. Yeah. But I, I've been out a little bit from this routine and yes. this uh, security what yeah. I had, you know, which is interesting. Did you play somewhere in a small club? Yeah, I a did. I did actually. And, 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 I know, and I know what you mean with that. And... Because you explain it like that, I'm, I'm also getting kind of like, how do you want to redo it again? Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. And, but also, I don't want to think too much because 
a small room. That, that, I mean, the place they want the guys to. I played a, a festival. I mean, not a festival, a gig right now at um, Budapest. But the thing is, like these new young kids, they actually created. They created the whole entire party for me. Mm-hmm. So that was oh like they, 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 because I played at Boiler Room. They did exactly the same. They wanted people around like that. Mm-hmm. They made so that everybody could be around you. And everybody's like, so they created their whole entire, they did in a warehouse and like they, they invited the right amount of people that, so I felt like, wow, that I felt I could play whatever I wanted to play mm-hmm. and, 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 and it worked, you know, mm-hmm. but is that so is fun. like once in a special moon, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think, I, think yeah, I know, this is why those, we're doing this job. <laughs> yeah, you can't take those as like, all right, that is going to be how it is all the time. Mm-hmm. I sometimes like those gigs where you have to battle it out. <laughs> Uh, not all the time. But I, mean, I know like, what you mean. <laughs> you learn more from that than you do from those gigs. I feel like having been on the road, it is giving me the knowledge now because I can like really sit back and be like, wow, those tough gigs really mm-hmm. help me appreciate a gig like this. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have um, a certain wish or something what you not reached so far, what is still on your, not bucket list, but... <laughs> You know, musical-wise, yeah. is there something what you want to do or what you dream of? Because yeah. you reached so many things already. I'm because we just met here for the first yeah, time. I just sure. follow your career since a long sure, time, and it's sure, just really lovely to meet sure. you. <laughs> no, it's lovely to meet you too. Sure, I mean, <laughs> wow. I think to be comfortable in your own skin is much more important. Mm-hmm. I think that is the 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 quest now. I feel like. Having the world stop for a little bit made me reflect on what what is it you're chasing, mm-hmm. you know. I think once you when you're on the on the on the road, you're chasing something all the time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I wanna I wanna sit back and and face you know learning again things like learning being curious again. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Of course, there's goals. I want to have a family, you know. That's a, that's a, that's a goal. You know? There is a way. <laughs> <laughs> Probably someone can tell you. <laughs> yeah, but then I see my friends during this time. I'm like, maybe not. Let's wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, thank you for being here. So thank it's you. Um, lovely to have you here. This is, was quite interesting. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Sorry, thank yeah, you. thank you, Floyd. This was amazing. <laughs> And it was quite interesting. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank Very you so much. <laughs> Clubroom Backstage. Produced at Blackout Studios.